Good evening, everyone. Uh, I'm Charlotte speaking. I'm um, I'm working with Umida, the QSO VSO West office in Vancouver, and tonight I'm here in Quinal with two amazing return volunteers, uh, Dawn and Darlene Andre. And I would like you to to ask you some question about your big adventure with QSO VSO. So, hi, nice, good evening. <laughs> okay. Okay, so can you tell me when, when did you serve with QSO and where? It was way back in 1969. Wow. Uh, and we were there, we were in Tamale, West Africa, Ghana. Ghana. Uh, for two years. For two years, okay. At a women's teacher training women training teaching college yes. wow okay mm -hmm. that was an uh, early time to be feminist no <laughs> yeah <laughs> I guess so. it was a tough road because the girls came yes. to us from different villages all over africa all over ghana oh, okay. and the mo the majority of them would have had grade seven education and it, and that varied greatly because they might have come from a bush bush village or they might have come from a larger city where there was a better educational system. But in the course of four years at Women's Training College in Tamale, they had to pass the O-level exams, which was set by the West African Exam Board. And so there was a huge gap for them to, to meet. And at the same time, uh, take educational courses in preparation for going out and teaching. I should also explain, at the end of grade seven, if students couldn't pass the exam to go into secondary school, mm -hmm. then they could write exams that would get them into a vocational school or um, agricultural school or a teacher's training college. Mm. But having graduated from the teacher's training college, they could only teach primary grades. Okay. They had to be With able to get through secondary school and, and higher to be able to teach at secondary school level. Okay. But it was still a huge stretch for some of these girls. Okay. So the pressure was enormous for the girls to mm. catch up. Okay. And and what were what was your position in this school? Were you teachers? What what were you doing? We were both exactly. teachers. I I taught math. Just math. oh, just math. And yeah. and what were you taught? And I taught English okay. and art. And art. Yes. Oh, what in the first all year. or specific arts? Uh. No, I taught um, the lower two forms, art, okay. and uh, there there was a, a set program, but I tried to um, introduce a little bit of, of African art in it as oh, well. Okay. There wasn't too much okay. included in the, in the syllabus at that time. I wish I had done a lot more no. <laughs> to that end. Um, and then the second year, um, we uh, reorganized the library during the summer, and I became the librarian of oh, the school. Oh, so you were on the second year. both a teacher and the. No, that no. was my that was okay. my assignment the second year. The second year, okay, yeah. okay, and so can you talk a little bit about your how you you with. How was this experience personally and the, at the personal level for you? What has changed in your life after this experience? I think we came away 
wondering whether we had left, uh, had any influence on any of our students or not. We were concerned that uh, we had gained more perhaps than they had. Because we certainly, we were in a community that was 80% Muslim, and so we saw how an extended family worked together, the auntie looking after the children while everyone, you know, the others went off to market and things like that. And it did influence how we chose to live later. We built a home together with my parents and lived as an extended family. My 84-year-old grandmother lived with us until she died, um, her last four years of life. We raised our children in that home. Okay, so that's really changed you. This changed your way of things. It made us realize there were other ways of doing things, oh. and not, and and our way, what we had yes. thought was the way that things worked best, wasn't always the way it worked in other cultures. There mm. were reasons why they did things a certain way, and that's why I think it's so terribly important that people serving overseas learn about the culture. The, because you waste a lot of time trying to impose your thoughts and, and your the Ways way you think it's the procedure is best when it doesn't, when you haven't really researched it. Okay. And, and what did you do when you came back in Canada? Um, I went back to teaching and, and we started a family. Okay. And now you're retired? We yes. are. We've been okay. retired six years. Okay, but you've got a, a wonderful bed and breakfast here. We knew that we would have to have something to, to move towards, and so we chose to start a bed and breakfast here in our home, um, which we've now, this is our sixth year of operating that. And it's fun to um, share his, my history. I was born and raised in this community. My mother was born and raised here. And I enjoyed the culture and history of the gold mining days, and and uh, and so it's fun to share that with, especially with Europeans. We get mostly people from Holland, Germany, and Switzerland. Mm, okay, this is and when we were when we were CUSO volunteers. Uh, one of the things that we really enjoyed was uh, meeting people from different countries around mm. the world who are also volunteers. So this kind of this is kind of reminiscent of those days, really. Oh, okay. You know. Anyway, this your your house is amazing. We can feel the history here. Your old life history. It's very nice to be here with you. Thank we can you. feel the African hospitality here, really. <laughs> no, that's And there were true. three more boxes downstairs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do some people have other questions for John and Darlene? Maybe if you wanna, we we had a small meeting just before this this interview, and we 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 talk about a lot of story. Maybe there's one that you want to to share again with us, one that you like. Which one did you like? Oh, I love I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> I love the 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 one of the 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 soup. I guess. Can you can you say <laughs> this one again? Because this is a okay. good one. I guess right. about telling a lot about you and who you are. In Africa, people are very hospitable and very kind to guests that are that arrive in the country, and um, it's uh, a tradition that if 
a person is walking by when you're cooking in your cooking pot, that you call them over and invite them to taste some of the soup or taste whatever you're making. And uh, I had to walk on a certain pathway. Dawn says I could have walked somewhere else, but... That's the important point, I think. <laughs> it had beautiful trees, so I always walked that way. And uh, the carpenters were always cooking their soup uh, right by the roadway. And they would invite me to share. And every single day, they had the same soup. It was intestine soup in a base of slimy green okra. And it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was so revolting, but they were so nice, and I could never say no, and so I learned how to taste it, or how to eat it, without smelling it and without tasting it. How yeah, but or chewing it. Uh, or chewing it. But I think the most important part is, I think that you, you were keeping to go the same way because something. So what was this reason? Was, you were still going this way. They were so nice. Because, well, no, I, I don't think it was, to be truthful. I think it was because the pathway was nice and wide and I could see if there were any snakes on the path. <laughs> <laughs> and they would have missed her had she not stopped every oh, day. Oh, yes, they well, said, I'm what? sure. Yeah. It was every day? Every day. You had that soup every day? Every day. Almost every day for two years. Oh, 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 you're, you're, you're brave. brave. You're, that must you're have brave. Path. <laughs> 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 and safe path. <laughs> okay. Is there something specific that you, when you think about Ghana, you 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 remember these specific things? I don't know. A song. Um, someone. Oh, a student. Sing a song. A you want a song? Oh, I would love a song. Which one? Kofi? No, Kai. Oh, that one's not very nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kofi. Kofi branen ye goro ai gro ye de Kofi. Kofi branen gro ye de de Kofi. Hurre bwansam, oh ya. Hurre bwansam, oh ya. Kofi branen gro ye de Kofi branen gro ye de ye de. Uh, <laughs> that was amazing. That's an amazing song. And you remember after all those years? It's not too hard. It's Kofi, come and play with the ball. Oh, bring, bring it to me. <laughs> yeah, okay. But she didn't want me to sing this one, but I have a visual image in my mind of a group of young uh, soldiers stripped to the waist marching down the road, and they're singing... Kaiwa wa kaiwa wa kaiwa wa baturi kaiwa wa koreshe kaiwa wa kaiwa wa koreshe and we thought that was wonderful and we had this learned this is that. wonderful yes but it was oh. also a song that said white man you have been foolish oh. go away <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Okay, so... So, uh, my question is, do you have any tips for anybody who's thinking about volunteering with QSO? 
I think the most important thing we learned was to not go thinking that you had the answer for the world's problems and to learn what you can about the culture of the people because sometimes the way things are done in that country are the best. Yeah, I think we'll all agree with that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. That was um, an amazing evening that we had with you. A lot of storytelling and thank you for all this teaching. I learned a lot myself tonight and thank you very much. We loved it. And <laughs> we, we hope to see you, you to see you again. Okay, thank you. Thank you.